We are two women, both cancer thrivers, in the battle of and for our lives. Initially meeting because we were bald, we started sharing our stories and cheering on each other's journey. This is a safe space in hopes to help others in their own journey to learn and know they aren't alone in the experiences. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Very nice. And I love what you do, Jesse. This is amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Well, it was very much Brooke who instigated it. I had thought it like, oh, I really want to put myself out there or try to help people. And Brooke was like, we need to do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very much we can thank Brooke for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but Shanae, like, I love what you're doing. Um. And A, I want a shirt in every color. Like, this is amazing. And, (laughs) like, tell me about your, tell me about you. And then let's talk about your why and what you're driving and trying to help and support. Can we do that? Yes, of course. So, just me in general. Who is Shanae? I am a wife. I am a mother of three. I'm an entrepreneur to four businesses. So, I am all over the place. Um, my life, I feel like was all planned. I had it all planned out. I was very meticulous in life growing up and I literally had life planned out to the T. I'm going to go to high school and then go to college and get this degree and get married and then have children. And as you can see, life probably didn't go as planned (laughs) for the better because like, uh, me, my cancer journey. So my husband and I backing up a bit, my husband and I got married back in 2016 It was May 2016. So we were like in the honeymoon phase of life, just like enjoying everything. We'd already had our four-year-old daughter at the time. So we were just living our best lives. And in the process of all of this, this is, we figured that it was probably about that time for us to start trying for our second child. So again, back to my planning and me being meticulous in life. So out of nowhere, it was around November, um, I kind of stopped having my period, but I also started having crazy pains. So I was like, wait wait a minute, what's going on? I was like, I've been pregnant before. This doesn't feel right. So I just gave it some time. I'm like, let me not go jump the gun, take any pregnancy tests. Let me just see what happens with life. So I just let life progress. The pain got worse. And I'm like, wait, no, what the heck is happening? This is starting to become unbearable. But I'm not a person that runs to the doctor anyway for everything because I don't like medicine. I love figuring out natural remedies if I can. Like, just let me live is what it all comes down to. So I said, let me start going through the thought process and process of elimination of what can be wrong with me. I'm like, my back hurts. Maybe I worked out too hard. So let me just chill and working out. And you know what? Now my stomach hurts a bit you know what, maybe I need a colon cleanse. So I literally just started doing what I thought was right until I literally could not sit up at work anymore. So I went to the hospital. I know it was, it was pretty intense. I, and I, I feel like I'm, I can take a lot of pain. So for me to not sit up, I'm like, wait a minute, something is terribly wrong. So Uh I kept putting it off because again, I'm like, nope, nope, doctors, I'm good. I'm good. I'll figure it out. I'll work it out. Then on New Year's Eve, I left work and I told my husband, I'm like, hey, I'm going to run to the emergency room really just to see what this pain has been. So, of course, (laughs) we had plans that night. I'm like, yeah, really quick. So I I literally told him, like, don't even come up here. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm sure they're going to get in. I'm going to get some medicine, get right out. That's where I was wrong because (laughs) 
another point. I was then hospitalized for the next 38 days <gasps> while the doctors tried to figure out what was wrong with me. Everything was this big question mark. They tried. They thought it was cancer. Couldn't prove it. They thought it was something wrong with my lung. Couldn't prove it. I had seven teams of doctors on me. Had to transfer hospitals. I was literally this unknown human being. Like, what is wrong with her? And I feel like that was even scarier than knowing you have cancer. It's like, wait a minute. No, seriously. Like, what's wrong with me? I'm in the best of hands and no one can tell me what's wrong with me. So I'm going stir crazy. I take time off of work and I can't give them a straightforward answer. They're like, when are you coming back? I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then that's when I found out I had stage four cancer. So oh my goodness. As you can imagine, you know, life just, it changed literally in the blink of an eye. It was like I found out one day, the very next day I started chemotherapy treatment because the pain was so bad. It had taken over three of my organs by that point. Like I could not survive without pain medications every two hours like clockwork. So it was very intense. So I went straight into chemo having no idea what to expect. Um, I didn't do any research. I didn't do anything because it's like literally I had a day to just... Yeah around so it's like oh my gosh I just I just I needed help I needed relief I needed something and the doctors they literally worked their butts off to just bring me back to full health I went through crazy chemotherapy treatment where I had to check into the hospital every two weeks for six days straight so that I can get my round-the-clock treatment um, it was intense having to leave my brand new husband of course and our daughter together it was, um, I definitely call it my dark year because that year was definitely not what I expected. It's definitely not what I planned for. It's definitely not what I would have ever seen in my cards in life, but it happened. And looking back in hindsight, it all happened for a very good purpose because I truly found my passion. I found my purpose. I found who I am as a person. I no longer take life for granted. I understand perspective in life. And I truly appreciate every single second of every single day. And I feel like I was in the, I was caught up in the theory of that before cancer, but now it's like, no, I just woke up this morning. Like, seriously, this is a big deal within itself. If nothing else happens today, like I'm here, I'm alive. So I'm grateful for my experience that I have for cancer. Oh my goodness. What an intense story. I just, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, tell me more. I, and all these questions going through my head, but I'm like, I can't interrupt her. Don't interrupt her. Like, <laughs> so, hey, like, oh my goodness. Talk about whirlwind. Like, at least I had a week to kind of get my feet wet, but I can't imagine just waking up and just going into it. I've heard of those stories happening before, but to actually experience and live that, what an emotional roller coaster. So how did you combat even that mental, the, the mental, not, I don't want to say issue, but just the mentality of, I can't go see my kid now. I have to be hospitalized. I have to be put in a bubble. Like, can we go a little more in depth in that? Yes. You know, it was, it was a full mental breakdown. I feel like I truly dissected the inner being of who I am as a person. And I had to dig deep to keep my faith. I had to dig deep to stay one with God. I had to dig deep to figure out my reason why. Because, of course, at first, it's just all these questions. It's like, why? And there's anger and there's sadness and I'm scared. And, um, and my family, cancer does run in our family. So even before I was diagnosed, there's been 11 family members that have had cancer just in my lifetime. And I'm currently only 
five. That's a lot of people. And every single person has died of cancer in my family. So when I was diagnosed, it was almost as though it felt like a death sentence because that was all I knew. I didn't mm -hmm. know the surviving side of cancer. So in my head, I went so many mental places. I went to like, with my husband, for example, like I really just married this man and gave him this promise till death do us part. And am I really this close to fulfilling this promise? And I have a four-year-old daughter that needs me more than anything. And now I'm just, I can possibly be putting her in the hands of my family, my friends, my husband. So it was a mental breakdown. I absolutely broke. Sitting in the hospital time after time again. First of all, I've never shared a room in my life. I have older siblings. I've never shared a room. So not only am I sharing uh, the same room with a complete stranger, I'm also dealing with what's happening with my body, with the health, and I'm lonely, and I'm just sitting here. My daughter was unable to stay the night with me out in the oncology unit. So it was so much of a mental teardown. Then you have this other added element of, I'm not in my comfort zone. I'm not in the comfort of my own home. I can't watch my own TV. I can't wear my own clothes. I can't even be around the person, the people that I love the most. So I feel like um, life was just weighing me down from so many different directions. And throughout it all, I had to continuously pray. It was honestly the power of prayer, the power of me reminding myself who God is and figuring out why he would put me through something like this that truly helped me through. Every time I checked in for my chemotherapy, my husband came up there daily like clockwork to bring my daughter to have dinner, do homework. My sister stayed at least two nights with me every time but they're the ones who got me through um, a lot of praying, a lot of faith. But let me tell you, I, I broke as a human being. I felt like my back was against the wall. I lost so much hope. Um, some nights I remember it was checking in a chemotherapy round number three, when I was just mentally done and ready to throw the towel. And I sat there and thought like, so should I write out birthday cards for my daughter for the next 14 years so that she has these until adulthood? Should something happen to me? Because I was just so done. My body felt like I could not take any more. And I'm a busybody too. I work out five days a week. I worked. I was a commuter at the time. I had my own business at the time. I got around. So it was very hard for me to see life fully go on while my entire existence stood still. It was very, very challenging to navigate. But I made it through. <laughs> <laughs> and she still has this beautiful smile and energy to share with us. I love, I love that you were saying how, oh my gosh, this horrible, horrible thing happened. But I, through that, look at how I thrived and I found my passion. Can you tell me about this passion and how you really just came to fight through Yes, absolutely. So just kind of growing up and going through life, I, I never really knew fully what my ending goal was and ending destination. So I always said, as long as I'm moving in the right direction, I know that I'm on track. So I'm going to college, I'm getting degrees, I'm moving up the corporate ladder. I always knew I was going in the right track, but something in me never quite felt fulfilled. And I couldn't quite articulate that and put that into words. Now, when I was diagnosed with cancer, again, going back to me, literally not even having 12 hours to prepare for chemotherapy treatment, people would constantly ask me, like, what do you need? What can I bring? What, what can I bring you? 
I don't know. I don't know cancer. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I haven't even processed the fact that I have cancer. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know. So sitting in the hospital night after night again, lonely, thinking, of course, thinking about my whole life. Did I waste time? Did I fulfill my passion, my purpose? It kind of all came to me because I always knew that I wanted to help people. I just never knew to what degree and what extent. When I was younger, my whole life, I wanted to be a doctor. When I got to college, something didn't feel right about it. I said, mm, that still doesn't feel like Shanae. But going through cancer and kind of navigating my journey and just knowing that I don't know what I need. I, I, I don't know what's going on. People would try to find things to say. And it just seemed like none of their words were quite right. Whether it was, a, oh, it's just hair. Or it's like, a, let me bring you this huge meal of food. And I see the food. And now I'm sick to my stomach. Because I'm like, wait, you, you're, you're, we're missing marks here. There, there was a huge mark miss. So my family, friends, everyone was extremely supportive. But I feel like there was something missing from my journey. And that's mm -hmm. where I tried to personally find how I could fill that void for other cancer patients and people going through what I was going through. So I had conversations with all of my roommates. Like we had conversations about, oh, you, this person brought you this. And how does this make you feel? Like just random conversations. because so We're just sitting there trying to pass time. And that's when I realized, I said, ah, it's fighting and fabulous. This is what I've been meaning to bring to light. This is why God brought me through cancer. There's a message out here. There's a need to get to people that are like me, that have no idea where to go, what to do. There's there's the need for um, just to give a little bit of my testimony and explain my experience and remind people that you've got this in just a, a very unique way. Because I feel like us as survivors, it's it's different when it comes from your own your own your background. So it's like, if I hear a survivor telling me you've got this, I'm going to believe it a tad bit more than a non-survivor because you've never mm -hmm. went, never experienced this, but I wanted to hear it more. So I said, how can I be that voice to my community? How can I make myself raw, make people feel like they have a safe place, help people navigate so many uncomfortable conversations I had to have with friends and family and just everything. And that is where Fighting and Fabulous came from. I said, I have to help my people and I have to help them for the rest of my life because cancer is truly a part of my identity for the rest of my existence. Oh my goodness. That is just powerful and beautiful. Like, I feel like I could go on a run just after talking to you because I feel so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, well, I I have been navigating through fighting and fabulous, but those that have never been introduced to you yet, explain more what fighting and fabulous is as an essence, like tangible item. Absolutely. So fighting and fabulous, ultimately, it's my community for my cancer survivors, supporters. Now, more specifically, what I like to provide to my cancer community is just some token of appreciation, of motivation to just help you through your journey. So what that looks like for me in Fighting Fabulous is me creating journey boxes, which are truly my babies. And they're designed to meet people in the exact phase of cancer that they're particularly at. So for example, if you just were diagnosed, I have um, a brand new one for my new people to the journey. If you're in the journey and you're just like ready to throw the talent, how I was feeling on that third chemotherapy session, you have a completely different journey box because this, we need to talk straight. We need to have these conversations. 
give you as many tools and equip you with some items that are tangible for you. So you can look at the box and read my message. You can wear the shirt and know that there's no quit in this chick. You can truly feel the passion through what I've been through. And hopefully, just hopefully, someone picks up a little bit of sprinkle to say, I read that note and that helped me get through today. Or I wore my shirt and I felt more power in my journey. Or you know what? I pulled out my fighting fabulous sunglasses and it just made all the difference in the world. So I try to provide tangible items that are useful to someone going through the journey of with cancer, but that also meet you exactly where you are in your journey. So those are our journey boxes and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so clever. Like, I absolutely love that. I wish I had known this earlier on because people would be like, well, what can I send you? I want to send you something. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I need. I just need something. I just don't know. It's so hard, right? It's like a trick question. Right. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. So how are people finding you and how are you helping Get your word out there and your mission out there. That's a great question. So in my head, when Fighting Fabulous all came about, I was going to have this huge lunch party. I was going to donate hundreds of boxes to local hospitals. Just this whole plan, because, you know, I'm a planner. I just had it all figured out. But it just so happens that when I launched, I launched during the tail end of COVID. So mm -hmm. with that that brought about so many more restrictions. I couldn't get my boxes into hospitals. I can't put them in doctor's offices. As you know, like a lot of the normal cancer walks and things were put on hold for quite some time. So it was a challenge. I literally came into this market at a time when everyone said, we love the idea. We love the thought. We love the concept. But because of COVID and knowing how us cancer survivors and fighters are, we just can't have it here. So it's been a challenge. I've been having to navigate behind the scenes in the sense of I reach out to cancer fighters when I see that they're going through it just to see if I can donate personally a cancer box to them. I'm in tons of Facebook groups. Um, so the ones that do allow me to mention, I absolutely do bring it to their attention. Finally, cancer walks are about to start thriving again. So we plan to actually have boots at some of these cancer walks. So I feel like we're about to finally get into having our opportunity to get out there to our cancer community more than just behind the scenes of social media and just the outreach that I've been doing here. So I'm ready. I'm pumped up. I'm fired up. I've had two years of waiting for this. So I cannot wait. <laughs> That's a lot of built up tension and momentum ready to explode. You're about to like Mount St. Helen, all of us with these amazing boxes. So much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just so thrilled for that. I'm just, I'm so excited to be in your presence. I, I mean, even though we're, you know, miles and half the country away, I, I love being in your presence because you just shine. You really do. You really have this love, this pure love that I can just see just through your words and your emotions. So thank you for sharing that with us. How are you doing now? You said you had your dark year. What did that look like for you? And how are you doing now? 
No, that's a great question. So as of now, I honestly, I feel like I'm in a very great place. I am so thankful for every day God has given me to live. And life has really turned around for me. When I first finished cancer, um, several doctors told me I couldn't have any more children. Um, they told me I was done. Chemotherapy just did too much to my body. They said, don't even waste your money on IVF because your body is not going to be able to take this. Went to oh, several and even after this, I have two more children. <gasps> I am just so extremely blessed to just see life continue to happen, watch these babies of mine grow, be able to be out in the community. I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I'm just thankful for every single scan I go to. And it's like, we're clear. Amen. <laughs> so I get a time. But I am absolutely thriving and just blessed for this opportunity and just for this life that God has given me. Oh, that's amazing. I wish we could just jump up and down right now. I'm so thrilled for you. What a huge blessing to have two more kids in your life. Like, wow, that's amazing. What advice would you give to somebody who feels like I am in like my darkest, if you could not only send them a box, but could you send them some Shanae one-on-one love? What What do you say to them in helping them? Let's get through this mental cycle that we're going through where we feel low, that we feel hopeless, that things look really dark right now. What are your words of advice for upliftment? That's a good question. I feel like one thing that helped me a lot is remembering one simple line. And that's the fact that trouble doesn't last always. So no matter how dark your darkness may seem, it can always be worse. And that's not something you want to hear when you're going through it. But look at the world around you. This world is going through a lot right now. So remember that this trouble that anyone is going through, it will not always last. Keep your faith in God. Because no matter what any doctor says, any specialist, I don't care if you go across the country to see the best of the best. He ultimately has a final say and what the outcome is going to be of your journey. So keep your faith in God, continuously pray, do not give up hope. And remember that you're kind of amazing because you were assigned this mountain to show others that it can in fact be moved. So that within itself shows just how much God trusts people like us. He's trusting us to do the damn thing. So that's what we're here for. And that's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> oh. Yes, I need you as my alarm clock every day. <laughs> as I'm doing my mantras, I'm like, I can do this dang thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I just want to pick your brain. You just have so much knowledge and I, there's just so many questions. So what what does your road look like? You, you got your first clear scan. What were your next steps into, okay, I found this passion. Now kind of navigate me through this next, I guess, 19, 20, 21. Because it seems like you've had quite a few roadblocks and barriers. And yet you still were like, I can do this. I can do this. You're like that little engine that just kept going. Exactly. It's kind of insanity in a way, depending upon how you look at it, because it's like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And in my head, I just told myself, I'm going to keep trying. And at some point, this is all going to make sense to someone in this world. 
so with me after cancer and even to this day, I, one thing that I struggle with is sometimes speaking about my journey. Not that I struggle with um, trying to hide particular aspects, but it's still a very emotional uh, occurrence that happened in life. Um, you catch me on the wrong day. I'm just boohooing when I talk about my journey. On another day, I start to get angry in that split second, like, oh my gosh, why, why am I bringing back these same feelings from the exact moment of when I heard I was diagnosed? So for me, after I um, got over my cancer journey, it was really hard for me to actually bring this vision to life. And the reason is my emotions were still so wrapped up in exactly what just happened. I needed time to process it. It was almost the PTSD. I need time to mentally think about and understand exactly what just took place in life. So that took me a couple of years, believe it or not, because Fighting and Fabulous also have blogs. And in these blogs, that's where I go deep and talk about my personal experience, which literally most blogs, I end up just boo-hooing as I'm finishing typing the last couple of letters. So it was a mental challenge for me. And it was like a tug of war with Shanae, you know that you have to get this out here because this is what you and God talked about with, oh my gosh, I can't think about this today because I need to put this past me today or I want to feel normal today. So it was quite a situation to navigate through, but it kept poking at me and it kept poking at me. And that's something I always try to remind myself and especially my children that when something keeps poking at you, that's not a coincidence. That's part of your destiny. That's part of your faith. So don't ignore when God is speaking to you. You have to truly open your ears and your eyes and take advantage of these opportunities. So that's when I had to put my own feelings aside. I had to realize that this there was a bigger purpose. There was a bigger mission in this all. And that's when the groundwork began of trying to figure out, well, how the heck do I pull this off? I have these boxes. I know I need all of these products, I, I, but I have no idea where to start. And to be completely honest, it took months to find all of my suppliers to design the actual look of my box, to find the proper words to say in each box, because the box is supposed to be this item that you can keep long after your cancer journey. If you ever want to look back and just have that, that moment to just be together, we're here. We're right here. You're reading my message. So it was quite a bit of research, navigation, me getting opinions, me um, finding people to proofread my stuff and build my website and just help me bring this grand vision to life. But it was something that I knew I wasn't going to give up on. So I said, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what roadblocks I have. I am going to figure this out. I don't care what the cost is. I know that I'm doing God's work when I do this. So I just kept going at it. I kept getting no's or crazy prices or no, we don't make this. We can't help you with that. But I was determined because I knew that it was possible. And why is it possible? I mean, I'm a stage four cancer survivor. So there's tons of things in this world that are possible. So I just kept on going. I was not going to stop. And I finally brought it to life. So it, it definitely took longer than I would have hoped. But it was also a learning and growing process to get me to the ultimate end goal. Oh, that's amazing. And you just didn't stop. Just much like with your cancer, you didn't stop. You just kept going and going and going. Exactly. Oh, that's incredible. Just because I am very much deep in the fight myself, something that really just stuck out to me, and maybe you can help me process through this, is just because you get a clear scan doesn't mean the cancer journey is just over and you're like, oh, I can just wash my hands of this. 
right? Like there's a whole nother process in that. Can you help provide hopefully, right? Future Jesse in this information, but anyone else who's going through it because cancer, cancer doesn't end just with your first clear scan. Not at all. Not at all. And I feel like that's the biggest misconception about cancer because people see, oh, she's out of the hospital. She's starting to grow her hair back. She's back to work. She's fine. Where in actuality, that's when I came, I stumbled across this whole new world of, oh my gosh, I have to rebuild my strength. I have to figure out how to gain some weight again. I have to find a new appetite. I have to get back into the groove of work because I literally took eight and a half months off of work at that particular time when I was working for a job. So it was so much rebuilding of just getting back to what I found to be the new me. At first I was seeking the old me, but I realized I didn't want the old me. I need to find the new version of what that looked like. And part of my journey that I'm still going through, because I told you cancer, it's a part of me for life. No matter how we look at it, it is a part of my identity. And my journey still isn't over because I still do have to get scans. And even when the doctors say, okay, you get past your first couple of scans, or once you get past that five year mark, it's, it's less likely to come back. It's still always ringing in the back of your head. And I always just pray to God. I, I used to worry about it. I used to stress over it. I would lose sleep before every scan, every six months like clockwork. I wouldn't sleep the whole night before. And I would literally be up pleading with God, just telling him, you know, my heart, you know what I went through, you know, the cancer took everything out of me that I possibly have. Please don't take me through this again. So it, it, it started off as that. And then slowly but surely, gradually over time, I just have to put my faith back in him and say, you know, he didn't bring me this far to leave me. He definitely didn't bring me this far to leave me. And I have to remind myself constantly. It's almost as though it's embedded into my brain now. He didn't leave me this far to leave me. So he did not bring me this far to leave me. Excuse me. So I have to keep that in the forefront of my mind. Can I absolutely and very easily go into this rabbit hole of thinking it can come back any day? Absolutely. But as we know, we look around in this crazy world. There's so many things that can happen if I just walk out of the house today. So I have to remember, okay, Shanae, we're not going to live in fear. The same way some people won't fly because they're scared of airplanes. It's like, okay, I'm choosing to live despite what I've been through. So when you make that conscious decision that it's time to live, you have to put the fear aside. So that's something that me and God, we still work on. We still talk through because I never feel like I'm going to be perfect in that area. But I strive to remember that he's not going to leave me. He's not. He's just not. I know he's not. Oh, wow. So next we're going to have a book of motivational quotes from Shanae because obviously you're amazing. Oh, I just can't thank you enough for sharing your beautiful story and your journey and your beautiful soul. Oh my goodness. And thank you so much for, for being so vulnerable with us and sharing your journey, but then also your, your why and how, how much you're helping others through this, which I just think is amazing. So tell my friends, well, my friends, our friends, all our friends, how they can further find you? Yes, that's a great question. So you can find me on Instagram at Fighting and Fabulous or on Facebook, Fighting and Fabulous. We have a website, fightingandfabulous.com. We are literally all over. So please do share the word, gift a cancer fighter. And if 
cancer has nothing to do with your life. Everyone has the opportunity on our website to donate a, a journey box so that I get the donation and I will send that to someone that is currently fighting on your behalf. So yes. Instagram, Facebook, website, we are out there. And I pray that one day in the very near future, you'll see us a whole lot more places. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to go run a 5K or whatever and see <laughs> you there. Like, that's going to be fantastic. Thanks. Can't wait. And I can't wait till I can run again. That's another one. But. <laughs> <laughs> And let me just tell you, you are in the most amazing spirits and your smile. I'm like, you're the one who's radiating. This isn't me. This is all you. Oh my goodness. You're so sweet. Thank I you. I didn't even envision during my journey, even trying to come up with the concept of doing something to help others and navigate through it. I was still so stuck and let me figure this out. So for you to just be out here and talking and having these conversations, that within itself, that surely does motivate me. Oh, well, I can't thank you enough. But I also have to give props to Brooke because she's the one who was like, we've got to do this. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do that. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, Shanae, thank you so, so much again for joining. Really awesome. Oh, I love your mission. You are just fantastic. I hope yeah. we can just be friends forever because you're just amazing. Yes, yes. So. sure. For sure. Yes. Beautiful. All right, girlfriend. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Our goal is to help uplift others. When you rate and review this podcast, it makes it easier for others searching to find us. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and share with someone you think could benefit from these bald babes. Have the best day ever. Oh.